Okay, so it's uh, June the 24th, uh, day uh, 712 lockdown, uh, and if you're eagle-eyed and eagle-eared, eagle-eared? I don't know if eagles have particularly good hearing. Uh, elf-eared. What do your elf ears hear? Um, you'll notice that there wasn't uh, one of these yesterday. Uh, what, what are these? These are audio logs. Uh, which are unfiltered, uncensored, and unedited thoughts straight from my brain into the microphone. Uh, I've, you know, we've already had, right, recently on Friday I missed one because I was exhausted and dehydrated and, and I apologise for that. And you know, people might think, oh, she's just exhausted again. But no, that's actually not what happened this time. Uh, it's ridiculous. I recorded an episode yesterday uh, around about, around about five o'clock. Uh, but it just got really sad and depressing because um, I was talking specifically about uh, the, Black Li- the continued Black Lives Matter movement, uh, the fact that Breonna Taylor's uh, killers have still not have still not our murderers. Let's be clear on this: have still not been arrested or charged or anything. One of them was fired. That's great. It's okay. He can just move to another state and get a different job in a different police force. And just the continuing. Uh, like uh, my continuing support for that movement and also I was talking about the uh, speaking out uh, hashtag uh, which started towards the end of last week and continued has continued throughout uh, which is about um, people speaking out on their stories of abuse uh, either physical, sexual or mental uh, it started uh, uh, being from the British and Irish uh, wrestling uh, community, uh, people who were like a, uh, who were like um, trainers or promoters or people who are in positions of power abusing that power, and I uh, continued into the comedy scene, which obviously uh, hugely affects you know, people that I work with and love and respect, and it was just it's just been a rough a rough weekend everyone uh, I have so much respect and solidarity for anyone who's stood up and spoken out and uh, yeah that's just horrible so yeah so I tried recording one yesterday the first one yesterday and it was just I got really angry about that um, and I've decided that it wouldn't be particularly enjoyable for anyone to hear uh, so then I went and played uh, a Star Wars RPG. <laughs> uh, right, uh, that's the thing I did. Um, with uh, some improvisers I know. Uh, they invited me invited me to guest in their uh, Star Wars RPG campaign. Um, where I played a hut called uh, Nomi. Who wanted two things in the world. Uh, bring... Uh, stop injustice and dance. Those are the two things that she wants to do. Uh, she also, her backstory is the, the film Showgirls. Uh, um, except when she, when uh, Crystal tried to push her down the stairs, it was very difficult because she's a hut, so she's basically a big slug. Uh, a very graceful and beautiful big slug. 
so yeah, I played that game. Uh, that was really fun. You can find it. I think you can find it on uh, the Twitch on the Twitches uh, on Twitch. If you go to twitch.tv forward slash the big milk underscore, it should be up there along with uh, their previous adventures, which have been very amusing. Uh, it's a very silly look at Star Wars. I think it's. I think Star Wars deserves some very silly looks. It is a. Uh, it's a very complicated thing. Uh, after I recorded that, uh, I record. I tr- attempted to record another audio log uh, last night, but uh, if I, I <laughs> where I talked a lot about Star Wars. I also talked about the Expanse and Star Trek, and you know a lot of sci-fi stuff. Uh, except I um for some reason this has happened before. I, uh, it didn't recognise my microphone, so it was using my internal. It was using my uh, built-in microphones on the laptop, which are essentially just speakers in reverse, I think. Uh, and I, I've told you before that I record this while under my covers. Uh, that's just a fact. Uh, so my voice was basically in. Uh, you couldn't hear it. It's incomprehensible. Uh, so I just deleted that and decided to go to bed. <laughs> But yeah, I, I could talk about Star Wars a bit, a bit more. Uh, I, I, it's weird though, because I talked about it yesterday, although you didn't hear it. So I don't want to repeat myself, even though I wouldn't be repeating myself. Um, like, I've always I've, I've always been a, a fan of Star Wars. I've never been a fan of Star Wars, if you know what I mean. As fan with an F, a small F, uh, versus a fan of a big F. Uh, like... I, 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 we had these special edition VHSs when I was growing up. Um, I remember watching them. Not as much as I watched like Aladdin or Lion King or Toy Story, which I've talked about just watching them to destruction before. Uh, but I watched them a bunch. Uh, I also have this weird memory of seeing uh, Empire Strikes Back first at my, fr- at my, at my friend Craig's house. Uh, <laughs> like. I have a very short sort of memory of watching this and being like, what is this? And someone being like, oh, this is Star Wars. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, I've heard of Star Wars. Um, it's a weird thing to imagine. Because I know there are people who have never seen Star Wars. There was even, uh, Marcus Brickstock had a radio show and then TV show called I've Never Seen Star Wars. Which is about introducing things, people to things that are like, univ- meant to, like ostensibly universal. Uh and uh, my friend Will, who I perform improv with, uh, he's never seen Star Wars, although he recently wrote a rap about Luke Skywalker. You know, uh, <laughs> so it's possible that people haven't seen Star Wars. And uh, I mean, it's good, right? Star Wars is good fun. I don't think it's like the greatest thing ever, and I don't quite understand why it has such a huge fan base. Like, I'm sure those people have been on like studies into why Star Wars and Star Trek uh, have such huge dedicated fan bases uh, I don't, maybe it's something to do with maybe maybe it's just that space is cool like genuinely it might just come down to the fact that oh yeah space is pretty cool uh, but yeah so the, 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 it's a very light hearted look at the Star Wars universe uh, which you know some people don't approve of because people, some people take Star Wars incredibly seriously I am not one of these people. I find it basically ridiculous. George Lucas is a ridiculous person. You know? <laughs> like, just look at how he names things. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. 
uh, everyone like there's, there's a character called Salacious Crumb. We all know this. I say we all know this. We might not all know this, but there's a character in Star Wars called Salacious Crumb. That's not a name. That is a description of of um, <laughs> of something I would not want to eat. Yeah. So like I tried to like I say after that I tried to record. Um, Think ah, I don't want to talk about the expanse again. Although I do, I will at some point. Because the whole time I was talking about it last night, uh, I was like, "Have I talked about this on these audio logs before?" And I've checked, and I don't think I have. Uh, but yeah, then I went to sleep, and I had a, such a weird sleep, guys. Uh, I know that uh, I've talked about dreams on this before, but I think this leads into some interesting conversations, which is the only reason I would bring it up because you, you know nobody wants to hear. 33 year old woman recount, recounting, recounting her dreams uh, recanting? recounting recanting would be like taking them back right <laughs> like oh no that never happened so last night I, the main dream I had uh, I was in a play it was a three person play it was me my old flatmate John from when I lived in Stirling and the improviser and uh, writer uh, and podcaster Heather Ann Campbell uh, doing a play together and it was a classic actor's nightmare scenario where I had no idea what the lines were like absolutely no idea and I always when I, I've had these actors nightmare face a lot I used to do um, scripted acting <laughs> scripted acting before I did improv uh, and you know the, if you've ever done any of that you, this hap- you get this actor's nightmare dream you see I mean, people who don't act I'm sure get it as well it's, a, it's an anxiety dream obviously um because it's a very anxious thing, that idea of not knowing your lines, and there's people, uh, on other people in the scene relying on you, uh, and as an audience who are expecting to see stuff. One of the reasons I love improv so much is that uh, you can't let your scene partner down <laughs> by forgetting your lines, because there are no lines. Uh, and the audience is there to see you struggle, uh, or, or not to struggle, or to see you figure stuff out, so it's fine. Uh, it's a different contract you make with the audience. So, uh, Actors Nightmare is such a strange, like, scenario, such a strange thing, uh, and every time I have this dream, and I have this dream a lot, uh, I do this thing where I try desperately to find the script backstage, and it's never there, <laughs> which I find, like, that's the weirdest part of the dreams, because when I, when I did scripted acting, there was always scripts lying around backstage. There's loads. Like that's kind of the idea, uh, right? Um, you've got like, of course there is. <laughs> so the fact I can never find one in these dreams is mad. Uh, it also made me think of like something else, which is um, obviously my old flatmate John. I know, although I haven't talked to him in a long time. Um, not for any particular reason. We just uh, uh I. Uh, we both moved uh, moved at the same time I moved to Edinburgh and I think he moved to I think Kent hmm not sure uh, not sure um and also and then I said around Campbell who I who I have not met I mean I have sort of okay she she was one of the um performers at this year's Edinburgh International Improv Festival uh, and I was already a big fan of her podcast uh, and had and had seen a bunch of her um, improv like some of her not that many but of her improv performances uh, online. She did a lot of cage matches. She was very famous for doing those with two different duos. 
uh, Heather and Miles and Habeki Drisbell, which is Habeki Drisbell's, uh, who she was performing with at the festival. Uh, and also, she's been on whose line. Anyway, you know, she's she's one of these people who is vaguely famous, right? But to me, is very famous. Uh, it's also this weird thing where I know from the podcasts that she's quite a sort of anxious, like socially anxious person, and so am I. So there's a point at the festival where there's a Kaylee happening, and she's standing about five meters away from me, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I could go up and say hi. And this is a recurring thing for me, this is not exclusive to this one uh, performer. I really struggle with meeting people whose work I like, really like and respect. Uh, I really struggle with it. I mean, I'm socially anxious at the best of times. I struggle meeting literally anyone, but it's especially bad when it's some a performer that I like and respect. Uh, like, I just... I, I had a friend once. Uh, I had a friend once. Uh, <laughs> I knew this guy once. Uh, and we did a show at the Edinburgh Fringe together. And so we spent a lot of time wandering around the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, like, saw shows together and stuff like that. And he would like go right up to people and take photos with them and was very sort of like gregarious about it and I, I, it blew my mind I can't understand that and then I know that this is the thing that these people are just people uh, especially because he's going up to like actually famous people like Russell Brand uh, and I'm worried about going up to people who I've seen in an improv show twice and really liked uh, like I just I get so not. I think it is starstruck it's the idea that I'm like, oh, I'll say absolutely the wrong thing, and this person will hate me forever, uh, <laughs> which is unlikely. I'm aware of that, but that's how anxiety works, right? Um, I don't know if I've talked about specifically social anxiety. It's something that people get really confused about with me, because I, I perform on stage. Like I am. All, this is everything. I am also someone who performs on stage, so I've also had people come up to me. After like, like, and I'm fine with it. So I know that other people would be fine, with it, mostly be fine with it. I mean, I, you don't know what another person's being like, and you don't want to be like. That's everything. I don't want to be like, oh hey, but it's different. Like, if somebody's like, come and see us after the show, which is what we usually say, that's different. Uh, then if you're and like, and this was a festival thing. Like, this is a a community festival thing for the festival that she was part of, and she was there. <laughs> like, she had come there. Uh, so I don't think it would have been hugely out of place for me to be like, oh hey, I really loved your show last night. That's all you need to say, right? <laughs> like, I don't know why I get so worried about these things. But anyway, in a dream we were friends, um, <laughs> which is unusual, uh, and she was very helpful in the fact that she decided unilaterally uh, that because the first act went badly, that we for the second act we were just going to improvise. <laughs> Which I'm like, yeah, why didn't we do that in the first place? We were improvisers. <laughs> my mate, my friend uh, John, uh, I did some improv with him back at university. He, he was fine. <laughs> like, in my dream, he was fine. And then this, then it weirdly turned out that we were, like, because this was a school. This was at a school. Uh, I mean, specifically, it was very much uh, my old school, uh, St. Joseph's Academy in Kilmarnock. Although... Uh, the, although while that school still exists the building that I am imagining no longer does as it was demolished and replaced uh, so I don't know what the theatre is like now uh, but I was in the old, their old theatre 
uh, it's just very strange. I just it's because I remember it very specifically. Uh, so often when I'm having dreams about being on a stage, I remember exactly that stage. Uh, but yeah, so it turns out we were teachers at this school. It wasn't my old school. Like in my dream, it wasn't my old school. It was a different school, and we were teachers there, which is just bizarre. Why were we putting on a play? <laughs> that's not what happens. Teachers don't. Put that's that's not a thing. Students put on plays at schools, <laughs> at secondary schools. That's students do that. Uh, but I think we were like old drama teachers there. No, actually, no. Me and Heather were, and my friend John was uh, uh, taught English, which makes sense considering his degree. Uh, <laughs> he's a uh, he's big into uh, his uh, critical theory and literature. He's the lit crit guy on Twitter. In fact, <laughs> in fact. Uh, and then another person who I knew from university, uh, called Kim, uh, was also there. And like, I've not talked to her in over a decade, I'd say. Uh, and she had a thought. I think she was teaching. I think she was teaching like media studies, which makes sense. She works in the media. Uh, and it was just this really bizarre combination of people that I've either not met or haven't talked to in ages as existing in a dream. That happens in dreams. That's what dreams do. You populate your dreams with images from your brain that are just pulled from deep in your subconscious. You know, like, it's not... It doesn't mean anything. It's just a weird combination of stuff. Uh, but yeah, it just, uh, just made me think, like... I don't think I could ever be a drama teacher. I had a good drama teacher. Uh, my drama teacher was a man... And, a guy called Ben, uh, not, not his full name, um, but we knew him by his first name. Him and uh, the librarian Gail, uh, they were in a they were in a relationship, and uh, we got on well with them. I've I've been to their houses, I've been to their their house, not their current house, but their previous house, because uh, they moved to Manchester and like met met their kids, you know, uh, which confuses some people. Um, and he's a great drama teacher, although. Um, it does make me think, I just don't think I could be a drama teacher just because I like teaching improv because I'm teaching people who want to be there. <laughs> That's the big difference, right? People who have paid money and are like, cool, I'm going to get something out of this. Uh, they might be nervous, they might not know what they're doing, they might uh, struggle to begin with, uh, it might take some time to get them... Uh, into the mindset of what they're actually doing, that's fine. I know I know how to do that. That's part of what teaching is. What I don't think I'd know how to do, uh, and I've heard people talk about this in corporate gigs and also other school gigs, is teach people who don't want to be there. That's something I think I wouldn't be able to do. Like, I remember having teachers at school who people go, oh, they have favourites. And it's like, no, their favourites are people who want to learn. <laughs> um, and I that, that always made sense to me. Like, I there was a couple of there was some classes that I was in where I clearly wasn't as interested, and the teachers were not that receptive to me. And I'm like, and I remember thinking as a high school student, going, "Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Why would this person invest in me? I clearly don't care about this subject at all." <laughs> um, I had a, a math teacher who'd always go, who'd literally say things like, "Look, I'm going to I'm talking to the people here who actually want to get into maths and actually want to do theoretical maths and stuff." That's who I'm talking to. <laughs> and I'd be like, fair play. Why would you bother talking to me? I clearly am not... I like problem solving, but once it got to, like, higher like higher maths, I was like, nope. This is not for me. I was very good at maths up until then. 
Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know, this idea of being a drama teacher has floated into my brain a couple of times. And every time it does, I'm just like, no, I don't think that would be a good idea. I also don't, I'm also kind of scared of teenagers. Um, not all of them, some teenagers are great, I've met some great teenagers. Uh, I've met some great teenagers. Um, but there's just this whole thing where like, I, I see packs of teenagers wandering around. Packs. Yeah, see, see my language, uh, how it works, like how I've just immediately uh, positioned them as sort of like animalistic. Um, and I don't know, it does worry me. So, yeah, Star Wars, that's, that's the Star Wars RPG, that's what I was doing, that's where this conversation weirdly started. Yeah, so, um, stay safe, uh, stay well, stay at home if you can. I appreciate that a lot more people are going back to work now. Uh, I hope that's okay. I hope you're being given the, you know, the help and assistance you need for that to be a possibility. Uh, stay educated. There's still so much stuff happening in the world, and it's still, and it may have disappeared from like your social media feeds for a bit. It definitely has from mine. Even even though I deliberately, like, uh, like tried to diversify my, my feeds and stuff, it's, it's already fizzling out a little bit. That's just what happens when something is so big. But there's still a lot to learn, there's still a lot to, of people to listen to, a lot of um, stuff to keep on top of if you have the energy. Uh, so yeah, and to stay informed and, you know, just I hope everything's alright guys. I hope you're all doing well. Um, and if you, you know, ever find yourself on stage with a, a world-class improviser doing a scripted play just remember you're almost definitely dreaming and it's, it's none of it matters cool so my name is uh, Marjoy thank you very much goodbye